Well, it's been hard to find the words to really sum up the mood of Albion fan, the Albion fan base before recording this podcast. Uh, upset, angry, frustrated, despondent. I could go on. They are all relevant. And after a summer where optimism grew slightly on and off the pitch, West Brom are in a situation that feels much like it did for large parts of last season. Is it too early to ask the question, where do Albion go from here? Well, we're going to have a good go at answering that on today's Baggies broadcast. I'm Johnny Jury, and as always, Lewis Cox, the Baggies correspondent, is beside me. Lewis, before we kick off the uh, post-mortem into last night's display, how's, uh, how's things, my friend? Uh, fine, Johnny. Been better. Been better. It, it, you know, still recovering from last night. It wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't great, was it? I think that's an understatement. Bit of, bit of a postmortem to carry out. Bit of dissecting to do from that, isn't there? And the whole situation. Yeah, certainly is. First of all, we're going to look over last night. Discuss what went wrong. Um, be fair, it could be a for about five hours. If we discussed everything that went wrong. <laughs> um, where in fact Albion do actually go from here. Um, I know we're only, what is it, nine games in, but it's a question that very much does need to be asked. Um, we'll talk about the two new additions that have come in since the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, we'll bring you them offers from the Catlin Toaster Man that you're always waiting to listen to. And we'll look ahead to uh, to Norwich, if in fact anyone is actually looking forward to it on Saturday. Um, right, I've come up with a, five alternative views on last night, five things to, to look at. Uh, my first and second point, Probably while listening to it, Albion fans are going to be going, and what is Dreary talking about? What is he on about? He's talking rubbish, um, but bear with me. They never think that about you. Going to try and balance balance things out. Um, I made this point on social media at half time of last night's game, purely and simply um, because of what we've seen in the first half. Albion weren't great, um, were they, to be perfectly honest? But at times this season, Albion have been exceptional, have created like 10 chances and missed them all. But last night, they created one and scored one, and it was one all at half time. You know, so despite playing badly, they've taken the one chance that they've really carved out, which was probably the one positive I could take away at halftime and the one positive in the whole game, really, to be perfectly honest. I don't know what you think on that, Lewis. Oh, positives from that first half. Certainly the night overall, but definitely yeah. the first half. Are few and far between, if if any, are they? I mean, Bruce was quite honest about that post-match. Wasn't he the boss? Couldn't believe it. Seems so angry about how they started, which is a continuing theme that he and everyone is sick of. Put your finger on why it's the case. Don't know if anyone can. Manager said last night, we've got a few quotes on it still to run, that I found very interesting and alarming that it's a mentality thing. You know, confidence, fear, but a mentality thing. When, when, when the men... You know, when the mentality of the group isn't right, you know, up, uphill battle at the start of a game every time. Um, it's a, it's not a good, not a good mix at all, is it? And I can't. Yes, they equalised. Good goal, I suppose. That's. I think the point is more down to the fact that they've taken the one chance that they had rather than spurning 10 good ones, which they've done on more yeah. than one occasion. Yeah, perhaps. But on the flip side, didn't create anything else, did they? Wallace hit the post, to be fair, didn't he? Um, from that tight angle. But, yeah, it's a valid point, Johnny, in terms of chance conversion. And it was a great finish. It was a neat move, wasn't it? A, a nice goal. But it, how many other nice bits of play can you recall from that first half? Townsend's cross for Wallace to hit the post was, was decent. But it's needling haystack stuff. 
isn't it, in terms of positives from the first half. Nice goal, and Wallace's finish was excellent. Malumbi's pass was excellent. The two better Albion players on the night, comfortably. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your next ones, anyway, of these alternative views. But what it was a good goal, but, yeah, I'm struggling from that first half in terms of positives. Right, that's my nice point made. I'm just going to tear into everyone now and be negative <laughs> for the next hour. Um, sorry, sorry for batting down your nice point, brother. No, no, don't be daft, don't be daft. That's that's my balanced argument today. One one positive and about forty five negatives. But the next one, we'll come on to Kyle Bartley's display. Um, the fans showed what they thought of Bartley and his performance last night when he was on the pitch and when he went off the pitch. But um, if we look back at last night, certainly and over the games where Albion haven't won, which is the majority this season. Yes, Bruce has to take the blame and we'll, you know, we'll dissect what this result means for Bruce and what a defeat at Norwich could mean on Saturday. We'll do that later on. Um, Bruce has to take the blame, some of the blame. But if we look at every single goal that Albion have conceded this season, last night it was down to three individual errors. Birmingham took them well, granted. But if we look at other games, Watford, first game of the season, individual error. Burnley, individual error. Um, Blackburn, both goals, probably individual errors. I know the people were slating a keeper for him, but I think one could have been closed down better. If we went through them all goal by goal, I think there's 13 yeah. you can see them now. Yeah. They are individual errors. All right, the manager sets the team up, but the players have to, surely have to take responsibility. Individual errors is a reasonable point, and you're absolutely right. And that's um, not me sticking up for the management well, team. No, the, the manager's um, right on that, and, and players must do better. Players that are both good enough and perhaps not good enough must must do better in those moments. Quality, concentration, is it mentality? All, all three, probably. Confidence. Um, just falling short, coming up short in the decisive moments. Things that might seem like little errors being punished. That's how it goes when you're in a bit of a rut and not winning games, obviously. But letting themselves down. Some are more glaring errors than others, aren't they? The goals last night. I mean, my God. The last goal, I spoke to my dad this morning. I can't, get, goal, I, can't, I can't get that third goal out of my head. I have to say, I haven't, goal, I, haven't, would, I haven't punished myself yet, Johnny, by watching a replay yeah. of the third goal, but I can't get the live vision of it out of my head. The, the third goal would not have been out of place in Division, if there is one, a Division 2 of the Wolverhampton Sunday League. It was dreadful. There is one of those, yeah. I mean, I mean Bruce, um, you know, he, Bruce was accurate, wasn't he, when he, he mentioned the 11-year-old stuff. It was probably um, unkind on 11-year-olds, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, um, it, it, I I don't know if we're. I think we'll get onto the you know the keeper and other players and positions, won't we? But between Bartley, obviously you touched on Bartley at the top of this uh, section, and the way he let Hogan into the box, uh, and the way the keeper Button didn't really fancy or do anything about it was. Quite mind-boggling, really, wasn't it? I, I mean, Hogan slipped it between his legs well enough. Little toe poke, wasn't it? I think, as I say, I haven't had the, I haven't had the cojones to watch it back yet. But um, I mean, Scott Hogan must have thought all of his Christmases have come at once, mustn't he? Last night, I think it was his first hat trick in six years. To be fair, all three finishes were okay, but I don't think he should have been in for any of them. 
I, you have to credit Blues, uh, and I did in the press box last night, didn't I? So you, you, Bakuna's pass for the second was a worldie. But he shouldn't have got the ball to play it. Bartley should be cutting it out. Other players should be doing doing their jobs. Bartley tracks his man, kicks the ball with his left foot and heads it straight. Albion might have got a point or even three out of that last night. Because Birmingham yeah. didn't create anything else by that. I know they had a yeah. shot after like 30 seconds, but I think the flag was up for offside. Um, no, the dire mistakes. And, and the mistakes are being punished. And a little thing, I don't know if we'll get the chance, but I was going to speak about is, is Albion being a couple of things. Easy to play against is one, probably all over the pitch. Yeah, easy to stop scoring. Certainly easy to attack. And being a soft touch. Not doing enough without the ball. Mistakes they make being punished. Soft touch across all, all positions being punished for that. So, yeah, an, an alarming mix. Obviously, Bartley being a focus you've touched on there of last night. We know how that went after the third goal. The booze when he touched the ball. Subbed off because of, of how it was going. Heavy booze. It was on... I don't know. I, a few colleagues said this last night. I don't know if you did, Johnny. It, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's an uncomfortable situation. It is uncomfortable. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Um, Carl Bartley's had, when he first came to West Brom, he was decent. Um, but I think he's one of the players that probably their expiry date ran out maybe 18 months to two years ago or a year ago. And don't get me wrong, Carl Bartley does not walk on onto that pitch last night to try and make mistakes and lose games. But you expect more from a championship centre yeah. half, really. Yeah. A championship centre half who's who's got promotions under his belt, promotion under Albion under his belt. He's played in the Premier League. Um, you just expect more. And I, this point's a bit further down, but I will I will dig out anyway. You know, I'm not. We are singling Bartley out, you know, because individually he was poor last night, as were a lot of Albion players. Yeah, other players from, had terrible nights yeah, as well, but, by the way, and have had terrible games. Yeah. But for me, this was a case last year, and it needs to be the case again. Players have to stand up and be counted. It's all right taking all the plaudits when we batter Watford and we we do really well against Burnley and you know we wax lyrical. Yeah, we'll pray fans will praise them, but they equally deserve flack when they don't perform and stand up. And last night, you know, Bruce was getting the flack, and as we as we said, we'll talk about that. But and you know, he's done far from has done far from everything right in his Albion tenure, but. The players have to stand up. They have to grab games by the scruff of the neck. You know, there's a lack of leaders in that team. We said that so many times last season. And it was evident last night. And I've made this point a bit further down in my script. You know, it was like deja vu last night. I could have clicked my fingers, closed my eyes, and it could have easily have been Preston last season or Swansea last season or any of them games at the end of the Valerian Ishmael era and the start of the Steve Bruce era. Because it just, Birmingham wanted it more. You know, you can... You know, people will make mistakes and people can say um, they were a better side. I don't think Birmingham are on paper a better side than Albion, but they wanted yeah. it more last night. And that's what hurts more. That's probably what hurts fans more is when they see that other teams want it more than you. Luckily, that's the first time we've seen it this season, but it's not the, it's not the first time we've seen a bad display from Albion this well, season. By the way, in a, in a derby to start As like well, that, yeah. To start like that was um, no excuses, really. And this continuing theme of conceding first you know it's not a coincidence is it it's not chance it's a mentality thing or luck yeah you know is it going out onto the pitch with as you say the right mentality to want to do it from the off obviously it's snowballed 
and there's clearly something there now within the minds of fear, the lack of confidence that it's coming. Because, like I say, no player doesn't want to go on there and concede first and not play well from the off. Because it just makes everyone's lives difficult, but that's the way it's gone. Blues undoubtedly wanted it more last night, and that that's painful, isn't it? Like you say, I think the top of this point was individual errors, wasn't it? And that's a fair game. Many goals have been from that. Many goals should have not not counted, should they? Many goals should have not been scored against. But the individual errors point, while while relevant that the manager would rightly say he can't. You, know, you can't do anything about when they cross the white line. As Bruce also said, his squad, he trains them, he chooses a side. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so in individual individual errors, he he picks them. That that doesn't wash for for very long, does it? With no. with fans clearly. So yeah, I, I, we've talked extensively there about Bartley. Um, I, I think just is it right? That, that, is it wrong? You'll probably get onto that, but I think I can only think of three very max who had anywhere near their heads sort of held. Malumbi, Wallace, Asante, uh, Thomas Asante. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 Malumbi, Wallace, and I, I had, so I had TGH in there because I thought he did okay. Borderline, but, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah just but, on Bartley, does, you know, I'll. You know, I don't think Bruce. Should, I think Bruce got it wrong selecting him last night. It was his fault for the goal against Burnley. He was getting a little bit of flack. Um, you know, fans were probably pleased when he came off against Burnley. You cushly played well at centre half against Burnley, so I thought it was an error to play him last night. He played him. You know, that's gone now. But does Bruce have to take him out of the out of the fire on Saturday? Well, I know the options are limited, but yeah, we we ran some quotes today, didn't we? Saying quite interesting quotes, I thought actually from. From last night of the manager saying it's up to Bartley, an experienced pro, to to win the supporters back now, to win their trust back, because obviously that's been damaged. Anyone at the Hawthorns last night could see that. The issue, I think, and the concern I have, you mentioned Yakuzlu, you felt should have played. Bartley probably, possibly might have to go again. I think if there's a squad and options, and we could probably get onto this with what Kipre, even Caleb Taylor. The, the squad depth as a whole, does Bartley have to go again because of numbers? I mean, prob- you could say not because, I mean, you mentioned you just mentioned Yakuslu and we know Livermore could probably drop back as well from midfield, but that's, I don't know, that's square pegs, isn't it? Which I'm not saying it's terrible. You know, there are many fans out there listening that would rather the square peg of a midfielder play there over, over Bartley again on Saturday, but... I don't know, would it be the biggest surprise if he has to line up again after a tough night? Probably, and that's because of the squad recruitment, the window, which is difficult, isn't it? Obviously, Kelly and Peters have arrived as freeze, who can allegedly play there as cover. Kelly's not ready to play. Peters came on for his debut late last night, did okay, didn't he? Predominantly a left-back. Yeah, would he chuck him in and left of the two centre-halves with Dara on Saturday? Possibly. What 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 mind frame and you know how is Bartley with it all? Obviously, he he won't say he doesn't want to play, but how how much of a hit will he have taken from last night? I don't know, Johnny. I mean, 
just on other individuals. If I was picking a team, I wouldn't start him on Saturday just because of how it went last night and the previous game, obviously Burnley. But I, I do have I do have concerns about who there is to play there in the role, really. And that shows highlights what a disaster it was for a Jay's injury and yeah, the, the lack of depth, as I said, and, and the window as a whole, I suppose. Yeah, just other individual performances. Um, after Blackburn, talking to fans was the first time that I heard David Button called into question. Um, at the time, I didn't really agree with supporters. Um, I'm not saying they're completely right to criticise Button, but I thought last night was particularly poor for goals two and certainly three. Um, is it right that questions are asked of, of Button? You know, would, yeah, it would uh, be a bold move to change it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've spoke on, I think we spoke on, on him a few pods ago, I seem to remember. It's a little bit difficult for me to, having not had the context of the previous season and so on, but I think from, from what I gather, it's, you know, this is, this is an experienced keeper who has seldom sort of had the number one role throughout his career. I don't know, I haven't got his CV up in front of me, but often been the, the number two. I think I'm right in saying that perhaps some supporters were surprised that they were happy and content and willing to go with Button as the number one. Um, and here we are. So on the basis of that feeling in the summer, when goals go in too easily, and there's a few he should have kept out. Albion are easy to, to get past, get through. Shots are going in far too often. What was the stat? Is it the expected goals against? Doesn't make for good reading. Okay, it's not on XG. Oh, no, I know, mate. But it, not it, in the mood it, for XG today, Coxie. No, well, well actually, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the XG that should have Albion at the, at the top scoring-wise, which, which highlights a lot. It's, it's actually, you know, they should be doing a million times better defensively, which we, you know, we're speaking about and we all know. So, um, yeah, they're, they're conceding goals far too simple. And it's easy to dig out the keeper, isn't it? But I think it's relevant in this one. There have been some goals gone past Button or through him that shouldn't have and that he'd be disappointed with, I'm sure. People will look and wonder why he's the number one where it has, hasn't happened everywhere he's been. I don't know, Palmer on the bench. What do you think? I, you said just now that'd be a bold call, wouldn't it? Give it a go, personally. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's, 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 not, really it's not been an inspiring no. sort of first 10, 11, 12. Well, it's nine in the league for Button, isn't it? But it's been it's been difficult. What, what was the stat I saw? I think I jotted it down. He's conceded 13. Is that right? Conceded 13, 13 in the league? Yeah, from 24 shots on target. I I um, I was nowhere near good enough at maths to work that out. Well, it's just over 50%, isn't it? Even I can work that one out. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not enough, is it? Not not enough by any means. Now some have been good hits, but many many shouldn't have gone, should they? And uh, and at this stage now, I said to you last night, didn't I? That chances are coming too easily against Albion, carved open too easily the goals last night, and I don't know. It feels like they're being punished. It feels like every finish is beaten the keeper, and it's not always his fault, but it's it's not a good good thing, obviously. No, I did say at the top of the program, I was going to say one positive thing, and that was it. But I'm going to say two. Uh, Brandon Thomas Asante came on, won a penalty that wasn't a penalty, but scored the <laughs> penalty. 
Um, does he have to start at Carrow Road on Saturday, given how bad Grant was as well last night? Uh, yeah, 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 he has to, doesn't he? Um, yeah, a, a rare shining light in this period, it has to be said. What's he played? Two half an hours or a half an hour and a 20 minutes and got two goals. Obviously, one from the pen spot, as you said, it shouldn't have been. So that that puts that, you know, skews the scoreline, really. It was a 3 1 game, wasn't it? Which, you know, rather than a close 3 2. I think he has to start. Where does he does he come in for Grant? Possibly, probably. I, I can see that. Grant didn't have a good night last night, did he? That's all. One of those performances you see maybe from him where he, he might play like that, but pop up with a with a finish and it boosts his goal record, but didn't impact it, didn't affect it last night. Did the, there, were, there were a few runs where he closed things down. I can remember in the first half and tried to show too, but also a few occasions when didn't battle with the defender enough, didn't get off the ground enough, as, as you would want to see fans getting frustrated at that. Thomas Asante, yeah, I'd stick him in. I, at this point, I, Norwich away, uh, it's sad to say, but Albin aren't expected to get anything, I don't think either. In general, that's one of the hardest games, but in the current state of play, they're absolutely expected to go there and lose. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I get him in some, some different bit of a spark. He's obviously got, got a bit of confidence right now. It's a lot on his shoulders. It is a lot. And we, we've only seen glimpses, haven't we? We've only seen him come on when Alvin backs are against the wall. They need something. It'll be interesting to see, it, see him from the off. And, yeah, I hope we get the chance to. Yeah. Um, this is going to answer a lot of questions because we're going to talk about Steve Bruce now. We, we asked a question at the start. He's under pressure. Yeah, he understands he's under pressure. He was asked if he is confident he can turn it around. He said yes. Um, we're at the position we are now. Nine games, one win, 20th or whatever we are, 21st. Or whatever. Um, if he loses on Saturday, is, that, is anything other than a win a must on Saturday to sort of quell the booze and the, the yeah. feeling of the fans? Um Quite possibly. I think, as I just said yeah, a second ago, it's obviously a difficult game. Norwich had a, a rough first few weeks of the season, didn't they? And I was quite surprised when I looked at the table last night and saw them second. They must have had a hell of a run of results, to be honest. But those are the positions Albion have had have ambitions of being. Um, I, think, I think they can... Look, going there and getting a point at Carrow Road is no is no bad thing. It does nothing for the current league position, does it? It does nothing for the current record of only one win, and that'd be one win in ten. Currently, one win in nine. But if they went if they went there and played really well, putting one of their best performances of the season, because they've played well in games this season, as we know, have to be fair on that. Putting one of their best performances as they have done against the better teams actually, which which might bode well. And it's not a win. And they don't they play well, but it's not quite enough for the win and nick a point. It does nothing for the league table and the league table will still look horrific. The the record and stats and results will still look horrific. But I think the fans will at least give it to the players and manager that they've gone there and played well. Uh, a response from Wednesday, you know, a response from Blues. Can't 
I don't think you can go to Norwich in the championship, can you? And Norwich are a second and flying. And and think we absolutely expect to win this. You know, we have to win this. I think you're asking you're asking in terms of the the anger against Bruce, aren't you? Which I understand. But if they can put in a respond a response of an improvement and it's only enough for a draw, then that might have to do. And is a performance I, enough if they lose, you know. For well, me, for me, I think whether they lose five one or they lose two one and play yeah. well, I still think there's going to be the same level of anger. Well, oh, well yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more yeah. if they lose five one, but yeah, ang- anger and pressure. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And a defeat like a draw obviously does not. You know, a defeat will probably see them drop into the bottom four, wouldn't it? After you know, after the tenth game, which is, I mean, I, I don't think many of us would have seen that, would have said that in the summer. Would we? I appreciate not being wise after the the event or anything like that. Fans might rightly say absolutely concerned about some areas of the summer business and how the squad is and how the depth is. This, that, and the other. Obviously, how deadline day went, but bottom four after ten games you might have feared, you know, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, but twenty-first or below. So you're right, and a narrow. Defeat wouldn't wouldn't be good. I don't think it would quell anger or pressure. Obviously, a slightly strange situation that we then go into a two-week international break, isn't it? So where does that leave the situation? If if Albion get beat on Saturday, does that leave the board or well, I say the board in very loose terms because it's hardly a board. Um, did that does that leave them with a decision to make? I think they certainly have to look and assess and address where things are. Um, and have, you would think, at least a conversation about the stage of the season and where they are and everyone knowing it not being good enough. And the decision they go from there is is obviously up up to them. Now, you know, the relationship of the manager and the um, chief exec, Ron Gourlay, but obviously the good of the club and the team and the fans and the position in the table and the fear of... League One, we're ridiculously early into the season. It has to be said, but the direction of the season and the the club, some it'll have to be addressed, and it would it would take it has to improve. It has to improve in the coming. If 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 nothing's done, there's no decision, no, no sacking, no parting of ways until you know after the international break. It has to improve, and there has to be a run of wins, yeah. and no defeats. I think. I can't say which way that decision is going to go if it if it goes bad on Saturday. We don't know that, but I think, as I say, certainly a conversation of things have to be assessed and addressed. Surely, well, they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bruce in the, a defeat would leave Albion in the bottom four for the yeah. international break, and nowhere near good enough. Obviously, fans that you know, the manager carries the cam and the team don't do well. You know, that's the rule, unwritten rule in football. And but for fans, uh, some saying it's all on Bruce. I don't think, I think it's silly to put the blame solely at his door. No, I think, uh, some, yeah, I think some players are letting him down. Yeah. Which is a bit of a sad thing, isn't it? But um, I, as I, I, the point I've made, the, you look at the squad and options and Thomas Asante is one, I guess, a recent signing. Peters is an option to change things up. Rod, Rogic will be Will he be enough? 
what what is needed. Yeah. But uh, if you look at that squad, I've got it written here because someone's asked us to rate the players. You know, I've yeah. done that, or you know, and, I, and I've put some marks down here. But options other than those you've talked about to come off the bench: Reach, not inspiring. Phillips, not inspiring. Zahor, not inspiring. Are you trying to say you weren't impressed with Phillips's efforts from 25 yards last night with a few minutes to go? I can't remember it, mate, to be honest. I was probably outside eating with fans. Oh, you nearly cleared the stand. Yeah. Um, Furlong, no. You know, these are options that you've got to come on and they're not, they're not even options at times, which, and that's, you know, as we said before, anyone jumps on it, we're not sticking up for Steve Bruce, but the options are limited. And yeah, yeah. but just on Jed Wallace, I want to talk about Jed Wallace. If it wasn't for Super Jed, Alvin could be bottom, couldn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's quite, I've seen, I've seen a few tweets about um, a Jed Wallace injury away from disaster, which I think is fair enough point, isn't it? As, as good as Jed Wallace is, and he's obviously very good in this league and as good as he's been, assists and goals already, including last night. He, on his own, in terms of an attacking force, can't and won't carry Albion to good results, can he, to wins. He oh. can score a goal and get him back in it like last night, but if the other nine or ten out for the players aren't, you know, it's not happening at the back, he's not going to go and score two or three every game. Oh. Crossing's always on the money, but who's there to convert type thing. He's great. He's great. And his finish last night was great. And he offers something really brilliantly. A few others around him need to to look at him and stand up like he has and look in the mirror and take a bit of inspiration, I'd say. Yeah. If 7-8 uh, were playing as well as him, Alvin would be in the top six, I think. We all dream of a team with Jed Wallace's in. Um, <laughs> uh, just on the, on to the new boys, just... To, Meandering away. Um, Tom Rogic came in um, last week. I'm not saying Albion's recruitment is based on what I write on the Express and Star website, but I wrote that Tom Rogic is a good, would be a good signing, and then three days later he was announced. Um, I can't take any responsibility for that. I'm sure Albion were looking at it before, but coincidence. Um, good signing. Good signing. Do you think? You know, yeah. I think another move fell through, so Albion took advantage. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was interested to read that he um, actually left Celtic before the end of his his contract, which you rarely hear about, do you? That really surprised me, especially given the time the stay he had there. How how I'm sure he, how I know he is with the fans, the amount of games he played last season, 56 for club and country. The interesting factor is. What is he? What do Albion see him as? Where does he play? Do they see him? Uh, I remember Bruce telling us day before the game, Tuesday, that he, he can be a 10, 8 or a 6, attacking midfield, sort of central midfield or or even more deeper. So he's obviously able to do a few roles, which will help. But in the mould of Swift, who we might get onto, or we can certainly include in the players who were, no, you know, were nowhere near good enough last night and haven't done well enough, in large parts, he's in that mould by all accounts. You know, creative. Um, many, there'll be many people listening who have watched him for Celtic more than I have, but uh, someone who can make something happen from a creative perspective. And Bruce said something interesting at a press conference earlier this week, and that it might his arrival. And he, he's going to come into the team. Is you know, he's not he's not come to Albion to sit on the bench, um, given how the squad is at the moment. 
it does his arrival and impact shuffle around the midfield to, yeah. to one sitter and and Rogic and Swift slightly advanced possibly and and that might help but he you know the, the Aussie he's not available till after the international break so after Norwich so you know what happens between now and then it's, yeah. it's a shame he wasn't available for last night or on Saturday that's the free agent market isn't it unfortunately yeah, um, just while we're on, seeing a tweet from West Brom, Jason Mullumby and Dario Shea called up to the Republic of Ireland squad for their upcoming friendly. So congratulations to them too. Um, just on the other signing, free agent signing, Eric Peters, uh, 34, I think he is, Burnley and Stoke. Yeah. Very experienced, came on last night, thought he looked all right, but come on, to be honest. Played the pass, didn't he, for the, the Asante penalty. Um, the arrival of the likes of him and Rogic from a mentality perspective, could help Albion, couldn't they? Experience-wise as well, Martin Kelly, if Martin Kelly gets fit and breaks into the Albion team as well, you've got three players there with a lot of experience yeah. at a good level, haven't you? Which you'd like to think might help put them uh, in. Yeah, I, I mean, aside from Rogic and the two defenders, Kelly and um, Peters, I'd, I'd back them to certainly do a job in the side. I think Peters probably over Kelly... Kelly's recent record of not playing games is, is a concern, I have to yeah. say. Um, Fort Gardner Hickman did okay last night and deserved to stay in after how he did against Burnley and deserves to stay in. Kelly's not near ready to after the international break. So, Peters, I could see him in at left-back. As you say, that, that pass last night, I think he did, did all right when he came off that little cameo. Townsend, pretty poor last night overall, I, I felt. Obviously, one of many had an up and down campaign, probably more downs for him. So, Peters has played a lot of football, hasn't he? He's not, as far as I'm aware, I'm just going to check that, but he's not been like Kelly without a game for a. I think Kelly's just looking at Kelly. Kelly's played one game in two seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kelly's is, is like a minute of Premier League football in Eric uh, Peters. Two years or something, two and a half years. Eric Peters has played. Um, so in the last three, yeah, he played 24, 26 times for Burnley in his debut yeah. season in the Premier League, 25 and then at 15. And, and, and the fact he's trained, you know, for a, a good month or so, he, he's obviously, as we saw last night, he's obviously ready to, to be involved. It wouldn't be a surprise to see him in, would it? And you're right, players like that will, and interestingly, we spoke at the top about the mentality, which is very alarming, I find, but players like that coming in, a bit of fresh, Fresh eyes, fresh ideas, experience, as you say, been around for a decade plus in English football top flight. Will help with that, I think. Will help have a bit more yeah. about them. So, think, fingers crossed that can have an impact. But it's easy with this free free transfer market. It, it's it's getting them in, it's getting them up to speed, and then when that point comes, you you wonder is it too late? Yeah. So yeah. defensively. Um, when Caleb Taylor and Cedric Kipra went out on loan, a few of us questioned whether Albion were light at the back. Um, mm-hmm. But in light of Shemi Ajayi's injury, it makes me question whether we actually questioned it enough. You know, what has been brought into the firing line is Albion's recruitment, quite rightly, um, about bringing players in, even though they have bought some quality in this summer. But surely, you know, questions have got to be asked about the decisions on letting players go because even with Semi Ajay fit, Alvin only had three centre halves. Yeah, they've got King Bryant there, but we don't know when he's going to return. Um Martin Kelly is, you know, obviously not fit and hasn't played a lot of games. 
should Cedric Kipra and Caleb Taylor, who by all accounts is absolutely pulling up trees at Cheltenham, yeah. should they have been allowed to go out on loan at the same time? You no, know, was that an error? It, no, it's a very valid question. I mean, Taylor being a young kid playing his first senior games on the loan, you can see why that's happened and it looks to be very beneficial. Kipra, it looks like one that could bite them on the backside, yeah. doesn't it? I, I remember saying in one of my first podcasts, looking at the squad and seeing only three senior centre-halves. So, I mean, even League, even League One and Two clubs have four centre-halves. Yeah, yeah that, that's what you do, isn't it? You have yeah. four forwards, which, by the way, they haven't got. You, you tend to have, and this is regardless what formation you have, you, you play yeah. four centre-mids because, you know, generally it's two or three in there or even more than four. And that didn't really, that wasn't the case. And then at the back, it's generally a back centre-half two. Unless you play a back three, obviously, and, and you have four. I uh, get it's a I get it's a balancing, you know, a budget balancing thing. This no, well with Albion, but I think that's that's it's, it's that, asking for trouble. Yeah, frankly, because you're getting injured or suspension, and lo and behold, there was one to one of the top performers, and and you left high and dry. You left absolutely short. Yeah, Very short. Kelly and Peters arrived as and by the way it's not just centrally is it fullback you know yeah. the fullbacks furlong obviously gardner hickman has come in now and done pretty well so okay they're they're two there uh, a right back you could say left left back beyond townsend obviously young zach ashworth but kelly and peters come in as primar- primarily right and left fullbacks okay extra stock there and okay they can play centrally but either of them in a in a centre back two pairing yeah. older legs not not going to be full of pace are they and movement and turning they could have perhaps they could have looked into the free agent market for a for a centre half yeah an out and out centre half to do a job obviously they've gone down the route of two fullbacks who can do a job there if required as a bit of a last resort and and a midfielder didn't go into the free agent market for a striker, did they? Which I don't know if you've got it down on your strip, script to get onto, but strange one, really. Yeah. I, I can I understand it, given DK isn't thought to be a million miles away after this international break, but even so, light light across the park. Yeah, I don't want to talk about free agent strikers. We've got too much other useless stuff to talk about. Yeah, um, well, I, I do agree though, Kipre. I mean. Yeah. Had had a season at Albion. Is, is it one season since he yeah, arrived? A couple, couple of things. Didn't cover yeah. himself. Yeah. Didn't cover himself in glory, granted. But you know, no. I know. I, I think the, I think the, if they go back, the decision would have been to let Caleb Taylor go out and loan and Cedric Kipper to stay. And fans might think, oh, that's a stupid idea because Caleb Taylor is pulling up trees at Cheltenham. But we no, didn't but know he was going to be there, and yeah, he, he needs experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lebon's um, a, yeah, Lebon's a good level. He's not gone to the conference. Yeah. to get to the national league. So, but but Kip. From bits I've read, I, I think I saw a, th- a few bits suggesting Kipper has done well for Cardiff. I mean, one of their better players. Yeah. Now, that's not to say he'd be in Albion's starting back to if everyone's fit, because it'd be a Jay and O'Shea, but he'd certainly be playing now, wouldn't he, when the obvious yeah. injury comes. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I think that could be looked back as one that will hurt, one, well, one that is hurting them now, certainly. Yeah. Um, now, time for the what you all. Tune in for as well as mine and Coxie's brilliant analysis. Um, Kettle and Toaster Man time. 
as we know, the Baggies broadcast is brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man this season. And they have got some bargains over there in Briley Hill for you. Had a bit of a search this morning. Get on this, Lewis. Swan Retro, five-piece, five-piece kitchen set, black, brand new, was £209. Now you're down to just 110 You know what I'm thinking for a few of you Albion fans, early Christmas present for the missus. You've peaked, my, you, you've, you've peaked my interest there because, yeah. as we speak, my other half is painting our kitchen. Oh, Unfortunately, nice. she's painting it from dark to light, so yeah. I'm not sure all in black. I'll find, you I'll find you some. I'll find you some. It was a light pink set there that come down okay. quite a okay. bit. Okay. So, uh, see, yeah, there you go. One customer sold, yes. but last yeah. Christmas is, you know, we're not a million miles away from from uh, the festive period, so get over to, to Catlin Toaster Man. Get into the shop on... Thorns Road in Briley Hill or head to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Right, that's probably the most upbeat I'm going to be in the old podcast. Um, question time coming soon, but just going to split this one up. We've had a question. Um, can't remember who it was from, but asking us to to rate the squad um, on, I don't know, if it, I didn't know originally if it was last night or for the, the season just gone, but in terms of, you know, players giving them a, a rating on the quality, I suppose. Um, so I've written down plays. I might have missed one or two out, but in terms of quality, Lewis. This is from, this was from my good pal um, Jack Evans. So there we go, Jack Evans. Yeah, Jack. side Evans yeah. in the end. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read them out. I'll I'll say my number. Just say it. We're not gonna describe everyone, but just I'm say. Sorry, is this, is this is this in gem in general? In general, yeah. So quality wise, you know, in in the context of the championship, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, right. So we'll start. David Button. I put six. Six, yeah. Palmer, six. Five on the basis of I don't, I haven't seen him. Shemi, seven. Seven. O'Shea, seven. Yeah, seven. Keen Bryan, not applicable because I've never seen him play. Carl Bartley, four. Oh, yeah, you'd probably go down to three, couldn't you? But I don't want to be knee-jerk on the back of last night. So Connor Townsend, five. Mm. You're about you you're spot on with all of these, Johnny. You're making me you're making it really hard for me not to agree. And I don't want to agree because that's boring, but <laughs> uh yeah, five. Speed, five. speed. Five. Eric no, Peters. no, but I don't want to say all the same as you. It's all right. You, Great minds, think alike. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, Eric Peters, six. Five. Furlong, five. Five. TGH, six. Yeah, six. Martin Kelly, six. Five. Yukushlu, seven. Six at the moment. Livermore, six. Six. Swift, seven. Hmm. <sighs> Uh, again, I'll repeat six at the moment. Malumbi seven. Yeah, seven. Reach four. Five. Rogic eight. Oh, seven. Wallace eight. Yeah, eight. Dean Garner eight. On his seven. day. Seven. Phillips yeah. four. Yeah, four. DK seven. On his day. When he's fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I mean, it's a bit hard. I haven't seen him much, but yeah, we'll go seven. 
Yeah, Grant six. Has anyone seen him much? Um, six for the goals. Big Ken's a whore three. <sighs> Christ. Three, yeah. Brandon Thomas Asante, seven. Thomas Asante. Six or seven, yeah. Seven on his impact, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I hope that uh, answers your question. Yeah, it's um, tough, that, isn't it? It's and, quite tough yeah, to do. Um, yeah, it is tough. It is tough to do. Um, right, have you got your tin hat on? Because I got mine on for these questions. <laughs> An awful lot of questions. Cheers again in touch. First question, so I want to give Bartley a minus 10. Um, slightly off. Amsterdam what, what's, baggy. Nice player ratings. You, you gave him a two, didn't you? I give him a two, yeah. I think quite good to a minus ten. What this guy's going for, but uh, hi Johnny. Uh, this is the baggy uh, Amsterdam baggy. How close are we to parting with Bruce? Do you sense he's under pressure behind the scenes, or will he have more time? Personally, the stats show how poor we've been since he's taken over, and I'd hope for a quick solution soon. Just on them stats to ask that question. Um, Steve Bruce, since he was appointed on February the third, twenty six games, thirty one point seven wins, ten draws, nine losses, one win. Um, in That's in the league, games. isn't it, Johnny? I, I think. In the league, yeah. Only five championship sides have fewer points than Albion in this period. And then if we just compare them to um, to the last two managers who were sacked while we were in the championship, uh, Darren Moore, um, we had 14 points at this point of the season. Oh, sorry, this was in uh, the, 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 the form in the nine games before they were sacked. Uh, Moore, 14 points. Uh, Blair and Ishmael, 11. Bruce, nine at the moment. Um, the stats... Are stacking up against Bruce, um, but we, we 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 just answered that question, Lewis. You said he's under pressure. Um, will he be given more time? My personal opinion is that, although I think if he does go, if if they do lose at Norwich on Saturday, I I would understand if they opted for a change in the international break. But I can see him getting another game after that. Personally, yeah, there's a difference, isn't there, between should and what yeah. will? Yeah, you know, what you think should happen, and obviously what what will or might happen. The stats are stacking up on their own or in comparison with previous managers. I think something to throw in is that we understand, and, and it's fair to include what the manager said about a, a turn a turnover over the summer, players out and players in, and trying to play a different way. I think that's fair to say, playing a different formation, given Albion's Finances side of it is not gonna. They can't. They can't do it over one window. Very. It's hard to do it over one window. But that, that doesn't. Obviously, that doesn't wash when it comes to being whatever they are, fifth bottom, with one win from from ten. So I don't think anyone could could be surprised if it came to that. The the stats and records speak speak for themselves. Unfortunately, and I don't think there could be too much of an argument. But but. It's been a weird one, hasn't it? And I felt that last night against Blues was a huge game, not for being a derby, although that's obviously a factor, for being Blues where they are, where they were. They started the night below Albion. Not, as we said earlier, not a great side at this level. Not a side you'd think would be top half, I wouldn't have thought. Albion's record was from, from eight was six draws. That's that's not a good thing. Draws don't get you anywhere, but they weren't be they, you know, they haven't been being beaten. Six draws, one win, one defeat. So we, it could go one or two ways, couldn't it? It could be the springboard if you get a win last night, and all of a sudden it's only one defeat in nine, and you're on you're on the way up. But yeah. and, and that's why I thought last night was huge, and because it was so big, I did think Alvin would do it and get over the line. Built by the odd goal, but 
it really was. The performance was was woeful and abject, as we said. But in terms of a result, a result, especially when you factor it being against your yeah. rivals under the lights, it was a a really dire result. Yeah. Um, um, and I think and I think it'll be one that whatever happens after Norwich and in the next few weeks and however Bruce's tenure plays out, I think that Blues game last night will be one we probably remember and look back at. Yeah. Um, Sonny Patel, in your honest opinion, where do you think this squad with no DK should be in the league in terms of position? Uh, if they were playing at their top potential, I think they're a top six side, but they're miles away from 100% at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's potential, isn't it? That That's looking at the players on paper. Yeah. Talk about potential to be in the face, can't you? Which is fair enough, but from what we've seen this season, without DK, which I suppose is what we've seen this season, um, I don't know, I'm thinking... It sounds a bit harsh. I mean, I'm thinking tenth on the basis of what we've seen this season. Yeah. As the point, yeah. the point I made earlier, soft, easy to score against. Not don't do enough in going forward. I don't see how that breaks out. I mean, into the top eight or top six, really. No. Um, Richard Downing, I got a one word answer for this. Are we in a relegation battle? No. Um, no. No, we're not in a relegation battle. We'll come back to us in, um, yeah, come, in, come back in a few months and ask the same question. Uh, question here, uh, what are the different manager options if Bruce is sacked? I, we had these questions when Valerian Ishmael was under pressure. I, I'll read it out, but I'm not going to answer it because it's, I, for one, think it's disrespectful to speculate. Um, you know, I'm sure yeah. clubs, when they sack managers, are putting wheels in motion before managers are sacked. Fair enough. Um, but we're not, uh, we're not going to come on here and say you or you shouldn't replace Steve Bruce if um, he is relieved of his duties. A big if, it might not be the case. Um, just, uh, oh, we've answered that question. We've talked a lot on um, on Bartley. Um, questions on Bruce again. Um, oh, I had a question from Happy B 79 last night. Just checking you're okay now. Watching the post-match video with Lewis, Johnny. The way you were staring into space, I couldn't work out if you were just in shock at what you'd seen. Or maybe you were considering going and telling the defence what you really thought of them. They're it, both. It, it did feel like we were both about to burst into tears. I mean, you are a lifelong Albion fan, which I'm not. So, um, yeah. yeah both. Was... Although, I st- I joined the gym two days ago. My brother's convinced me to join the gym again. And I need to lose a bit of weight. And I've started like eating more healthily. Although we did have a couple of smokes in the press room last night. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. you got to treat yourself. Um, I was probably thinking about what I'm going to eat when I get home, to be honest. Um, but... <laughs> as well as being pretty annoyed with, with what's happened. Um, question here from Alf. Um, how do you think Grant feels seeing Brandon Thomas and Sam be absolutely miles better than him in every single department, despite coming from League Two? It hurt my ego, that's for sure. And he said, yeah, I know old Carlin has a pretty big ego. Um, I don't know if that's the case. Um, what I would what I would think it would, or what I would like to think it would do, Lewis is kick him into gear. Spur him on. Yeah, spur him on. Mm. Yeah, hope, hopefully. I suppose it remains to be seen, and we were touch, touching earlier, weren't we, whether Thomas Asante starts at Norwich. And if he does, does he start for Grant? Or does Grant shuffle out to the left where people think he's his best position, etc.? Then what happens to Grady? It's going to be an interesting one, that. Does the manager go to up front? You make a case for, but Norwich away doesn't scream go to up front to me, <laughs> go more gung-ho. So bold. So, yeah, I think I see him coming in for Grant, which which will be interesting to see how that sort of reaction plays out. Yeah, if you had to put percentages on it, how much would you blame each of the owner, the players and the manager if the season was gone? I'd put 40% each on the owner and the manager and 20% on the players. 
personally. Yeah, I'd be inclined to go a little more on the players, I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think yeah. the, the, the owner situation is sort of overarching, isn't it? And you could give that a, a 40, 50%, albeit obviously people have to be held to account in other roles. You know, it's not obviously the owner is a huge problem for for reasons, regards, you know, finances and other things. But, you know, other people doing other roles have to have to stand up and take the responsibility. That's why we spoke about the players earlier, didn't we? The players having to stand up, step up, hold themselves to account. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of uh, players. Players 30, manager 40. And what's that? What's lead that leaves the rest of the come on board and ownership with 30, probably. Um, question here What do you make of the situation with the new mystery auditors and the fact that the loan will be paid off in dividends? This relates to a story that came out earlier this week, um, supported by reported by Matt Shrimper from The Athletic. Um, that Albion have got new auditors. Um, I think it's Pricewaterhouse Cooper, no longer the auditors at Albion. Um, and that also that Gangshin Lai was planning to pay back his the loan he took out in in a dividend. Um, do, do we know anything more on that, Lewis? At the it's moment, it's not been it's not it's not been um, it's not been checked. I'll be honest, it's not been addressed or checked. I'm not sure. I I I, I read I read the tale, but I've been meaning to look over it and look into it and ask the question. But obviously, with presses and games, it's been it's been a bit difficult too. So remains to be seen. On that one, um, yeah. obviously that's something that will. What are we now? Mid September, international break. Obviously breaks coming up, World Cup break coming up, and then deadline of payments. It's something that will be asked when we get the chance, and we'll you know, push for an answer on that. Interesting report, certainly, and um, not what, not what fans want to hear. They just want to hear money being paid back, don't they? But every, everything in in that regard money being paid back it just it's in a situation where it feels too good to be true and, and this is me just coming from it from you know a newish fresh Albion set of eyes on how it's been going so so far this season hope it's not too good to be true and money just being paid back and yeah I often think with reporters like that and, and reports there you know, smoke without fire type thing so yeah it remains to be seen but here's my favorite question controversial says Grovesy uh, should Zahor be given a game purely on the basis that we whip cross into the box and maybe somebody who is six foot two might actually get on the end of them? Zahor and BTA like an old Owen and Heskey. Now that's something I didn't think I'd be reading this morning or this afternoon. Even. Um, wow, I, 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 that is I, controversial. Don't, I, I don't see that happening in a month <laughs> Sundays, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, I think the uh, Owen and Heskey will will consist of. Big DK and BTA far earlier than it does the Hull, certainly. Um, beautifully baggy, I'm fed up of West Brom now, you too. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> does that mean Eric, he won't be listening? He will be listening, don't worry. He thinks he's a, he's a, he's a regular listener. Um, Elliot Hughes, can the club f- afford financially to sack Bruce? And who would even want to manage us, given the obvious problems with the owner finances? Obviously, the second part of that question I said before, I'm not going to answer, but in terms of financially, um, I think they probably could. I think Bruce has got a contract for the summer. End of the season, so, isn't it? So, yeah. 18, yeah. 18 month deal. Um, so, I don't think finances have any bearing on it personally. Um, no. But it remains to be seen. I don't think you know the pressure is mounting, but I don't think we're at that point, as we said, just uh, just yet. Um, there we go. There's your questions, Baggies fans. Thank you very much for getting in touch. 
Um, there's a few others, but we, we, to be fair, we've probably answered most of them with what we've said, um, what we've said so far. Um, now Norwich, God, Norwich, what a long trip. Unfortunately, well, for I what prior to last night, I was saying unfortunately, but after last night, fortunately, um, we've got a few people off on holiday at Shropshire Star and Express and Star, so I'm, um, I've got the pleasure of going to Vale Park to report on Port Vale against Shrewsbury. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to be with you hard and baggies fans making the, the trip down. Um, last season, you know, you won't miss the A14, Johnny. You really no, won't. I've driven to Norwich before for unrelated matter, um, to football, and it was a long, long, long drive, um, there and back. But, um, apologies, there's, 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 there's only back. one road in and out of Norwich and Ipswich, yeah. and Ipswich once took me six hours to get to, yeah, awful, awful. Um, Norwich obviously informed flying. Bruce has said if anyone finishes above them, they'll go up. But last season, when the, you know when the chips were down last season, Albion were written off time and time again. You know they went and beat Fulham, they went and beat Bournemouth, two sides that went up. Um, to be honest, Albion fans have this phrase that's a bit Albion that it'd be Albion that if they went and won at Norwich, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, if no, I understand. Won at Norwich. Yeah, yeah, I think I said. Um, but it's a tough earlier. ask, isn't it? Yeah, I think I said to you earlier, didn't I? It wouldn't, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they. Went and raised it against a better side and nicked a nicked a point. It w- it wouldn't surprise me at all, and, and give a performance in the manner of games against Watford and Burnley. That that wouldn't surprise me. And I think a few supporters of teams think like that, don't they? Turn it on against the you know, bigger occasion, better side, and not put it in against a Blues. You know, no disrespect there, but so yeah, I'll be in that. Would it surprise me? Not particularly, but it's a big ask, isn't it? Going there. Norwich away any time, but the way they're flying at the moment, it's uh, yeah, tough, tough game for them on Saturday. Yeah, certainly is tough. Um, you're abandoning me for the next two weeks, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. All yeah, by yeah, myself. Coxie's going to be in court, but not in the dock. What have I, what have I done? <laughs> um, yeah, Co- Coxie's away for two weeks, so. But the baggage broadcast is going absolutely nowhere. I've been there. I've been brainstorming ideas. So next week, uh, we'll be bringing you the pod. We'll be bringing you a little. We're going to be having a chat, um, I believe, um, next week with uh, not exclusively the baggage broadcast, but the press are going to be sitting down with James Morrison and Chris Brunt, head of their um, charity uh, Clash of the Legends game um, a week on Saturday. So we'll be bringing you a little bit of audio and some discussions with uh, with Brunty and Mozza. We're both, um, both covering that, aren't we? We'll both be at the Hawthorns. We'll both be there. We'll both, yeah. Courts don't sit on Saturday, so you've luckily. It's, it's get the old the one. Um, and I haven't decided what we're going to do for the podcast next week. We've got a few irons in the fire. Uh, but the following week, we've got two or three fans who've come on before. Uh, we're going to come on as a bit of a panel um, and discuss Albion this season. I'm sure there'll be a, a range of opinions and, and stuff, and I'll be I'll be the mediator in the middle. So the baggage broadcast will still be here, and you can still get your questions in. You know, I'll answer your questions as well as best as we can. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Uh, it was bad last night, wasn't it? You know, I thought I had a headache last night when it went to three one down. But like I said <laughs> earlier in the podcast, it was a bad case of deja vu as Albion turned in an absolute shocker. Where do they go from here? Uh, we've answered um, the different avenues they could go down, but we'll see which road. Um, the players, the manager, um, and the club as a whole take. Um, hopefully, it's up because they can't really drop any lower in terms of the league position. Um, but as always, thanks for listening, Albion fans. Safe travels on that long drive down to Norwich. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>